Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is my podcast where I chat with some of the coolest people from the world of online internet. This week's friend is Toronto comedian and actor Tom Henry. Now, Tom is one of my favorite comedians ever. I was there for his very first set, and I will try to be there for his very last. We chat about all he came up from Toronto's comedy scene, his big breaks, his comedy album, Tom Henry Kills, his comedy special, 66 Jokes, and a lot of other stuff Tom doesn't want to get into. I am very excited for you to hear this one. Tom is just so funny and has been forever. This is one of my favorites, and you must check out all of Tom's stuff. Now grab a pair, and please enjoy Friends of the Show, episode 72, with Tom Henry. Is it buttery? Oh yeah, <laughs> this sounds professional. The only thing is, these are actually extremely cheap, and sometimes I use them on phone calls, and then they just stop working all of a sudden. They crap out. They crap out. You know, that's the problem with cheap stuff. They were $3. Ooh, that is incredibly cheap. Yeah. You going to plug where you got that? <laughs> um, no, you keep it a secret. That's fine. All your tech deals, your tech warehouse that you yeah, go I to. Yeah, I can't tell you where to get $3. No, it was beans. one of those, um, it was like that Japanese place that looks like, eh, it doesn't matter. No, nah, no, no one needs to know, but, uh, I think the sound levels are great. Okay. Well, if these crap out, then I'll just unplug them. Yeah. You can go back to the A version. And you'll have to explain to your listeners why there's a bit of a sound difference. Oh, I love doing that. I love putting a little interstitial part up top. That I didn't need to put in just to let everyone know that there was audio quality issues. There you go. I'm just going to stop here for a second just to let any, everyone know. Tom had to unplug his $3 headphones. <laughs> and you'll know the part when it happens. Just <laughs> you'll, know, you'll notice when it happens. We don't address it in, in the moment, but uh, just, just wanted to let you know right here. Yeah. Up top, before we get rolling... I don't know. It's kind of already rolling. I'm more chill on my intros in these new this new version of the podcast, Tom. I like it. A little bit of an ambush. A little bit of an ambush, sort of like more. Maybe, maybe we are. Maybe this already started. Like yeah, we, we just got going. We're already going. We're rolling. It's um. I forget who does. You remember that Chris Hardwick guy? He used to be huge, and then he got canceled. He did oh, that. I remember him. Yeah, he did that great, and then he disappeared. But he, he was the master of like he, he would be rolling right up top, and he would just like get them. To, and then you know, like five or ten minutes in the podcast, the people are like, "Are we? Are we recording?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. we've been going, maybe. We got all I that think stuff." Aaron does it. Marin does it, yeah. But I think people are, yeah, people are uh, a little bit more guarded now. About <laughs> they're still, it takes them a while before they lower down their guard. So we'll see when that happens. Marin WTF? He was my first big podcast. What about you? Um, I liked the best show a lot. Best show. So you were in there yeah. a little earlier, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Same Maybe. early early-ish podcast era, best show. Um, yeah, with Tom, so your friend of Tom. I'm I'm not officially a friend of. I don't really get into the fan stuff. <laughs> okay. I don't really like feeling like a fan of things. Right. Yeah, I get that. But for your fans, the Henry Heads, shout out to yeah. <laughs> the other friends of Tom. Yeah, the other the friends of the other Tom. Friends of other Tom. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucks that he he's, he's scooped that up for the Tom. 
yeah, it's really put a wrench in my career. <laughs> put a big wrinkle in your relationship and maybe part of the reason why you're not a, a friend of Tom officially. Maybe one of the reasons I don't have fans. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm a big fan, we should say, and I should oh, introduce the guest of the week. Of course, it's one of my favorite uh, comedians of Canada. He is a great one-liner comedian. Check out his special 66 jokes on Crave and other platforms. I'm talking, of course, about Tom Henry at Tom Henry on Twitter, right? Is it at Tom Henry now? Yes, it is. That's great. That was a great get because your name is, you know, it seems like it would be sort of like a a popular or a common name, right? Do you, yeah. Do you I'm run into that? I googled. I have Googled you. You do come up pretty close to the top, but there's a couple other guys. <laughs> there's like eSports guy, I guess. Oh, is there? I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's an eSports guy from England uh, that I checked out, and there's a guy who draws uh, cards, like nature. or. Oh, I don't know if I've seen. I always saw there was. I think the mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it asked me to clarify if I meant the mayor of Fort Wayne, <laughs> Tom Henry, yeah. mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and a lot of great questions about him come up. Like those people also ask. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How how long has Tom Henry been mayor? Is Tom Henry still alive? It seems like it? a long time he's been mayor because he's been. Since, screwing me up for years <laughs> since January first, two thousand and eight. <laughs> Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Recur uh, I guess he's been getting it every four years. He must be beloved. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Um, you need to improve your SEO. <laughs> Fort Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not great on the internet. What? But I did. I got that Twitter name by asking the guy who had it. You did? Oh, you pulled one of those. And he just gave it to you? like. He was very nice. Um, a fellow Tom Henry? His name actually, I think his middle name is Henry. Oh, so he was keeping his it. His name is Tom Henry Hagel. He was keeping it semi anon. He wasn't using it really, and uh, he was very nice. I I did agree to send him a. I drew him a picture of his dog. Okay, so it was the, there was sort of a barter a barter that happened. There was, but I think I offered that. I think he I think he would, probably would have done it without that. Because of how nice he was. So you, uh, how did you contact him? Did you like just send him a uh, on Twitter, a Twitter DM? Yeah. Yeah, DM. Yeah. Wow. And you're like, hey, I'm, I'm more of a Tom Henry. <laughs> I'm, a, I need it more than you do. Yeah, I got some pretty important stuff going on over yeah. here. Let me list the credits. <laughs> but that's great. Uh, I'm glad that you had that. But we should mention your old handle. Do you remember that one? Your original. Twitter handle was it your original one? Yeah, man, it had to be. You scooped yeah. it up. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy who wrote the book, he had no chance. No, no chance. He wasn't even didn't even have his own account at the time. And the account was the Great Gatsby at the Great Gatsby yeah. on Twitter was your handle for many years until you guess you uh, talked to the other Tom Henry. Yeah, it was cool to have it, but it became an inconvenience every time if I got on like a bigger stand-up show and I wanted to brag about it, um, I would retweet it and it would just say, at the Great Gatsby is on the show. Right. So nobody would even, the, the brag yes. wasn't connecting. That's confusing to people who aren't in the Twitter sphere, where if, if Twitter isn't your main thing, where you're getting your main heat from, yeah, it could be confusing. But like, oh yeah, the the reboot? 
The right. And the, even if it is your thing, I mean, you have to click on it to see who that is. And Yes. And it's not like they're saying, not like the producers of the shows are taking the time to type everyone's name out. It's just a bunch of handles tagged. Yeah. And it was Andy Kindler, the great Andy Kindler. I was on his show, um, and it was a big deal for me, as it always is. Um, and he actually gave me a hard time about the handle when I saw it. Oh, him. it was Kindler who got you to start thinking about the change. Yeah, I think so. Kindler. We should mention Andy Kindler, one of your biggest fans, one of the biggest supporters, like vocal supporters that I've seen, heard him like shout you out multiple times as like someone to watch, someone to check out. You got you got to, everyone who's listening has got to respect that. He's an old comedy legend. He gives the state of the comedy address at JFL. That's someone that you got to listen to, right? So, yeah, he's the greatest. That's a and huge. He an, I think he put out an album in the last year or so, and it's great. Yeah, I'll put the link for Andy's album in the show notes for Tom's episode. That's how much of a supporter Andy is for Tom, and we should give him the the retroactive shout out for that because. I mean, yeah, that definitely helps when you're when it's when it's about getting your name out there. And maybe your name was the Great Gatsby before, but now that it's Tom Henry, you want to get back on those big shows. But guess what, Stephen? Yeah, I still own the Great Gatsby. Yes, so you're squatting it, as they would I am. say. You're still you're. Squ- Does it yeah. count as squatting it if it was yours before and you're just not using it? I, I don't guess. know. I don't. I didn't even know this was a thing, but I I did know I wanted to keep it. Oh, definitely. And definitely. I definitely thought I was going to cash in when the movie came out. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been the perfect time to pivot because uh, you could have been like, all right, hey, Universal Studios or whatever. Yeah. 5K and I'm out of here. <laughs> 5K and I pivot over to Tom D. Henry. Yeah, Tom well, maybe underscore. a little more than 5K. Oh, yeah. Your number's going up. If you're giving Leo 20 mil, I think you can. Yeah. How about points yeah. on the back end? Points on the back end. Mm-hmm. This is negotiating. That's why you're in the biz. Uh, it really, that that shows, right? So you're a veteran of the biz. How exactly? Long... I'm kind of a Hollywood guy. <laughs> you're known in the. You're known in Hollywood. Actually, yeah. I have a note here on my notes uh-huh. that you were, uh, in Riot, L.A. Comics <laughs> to watch. Wolf. Yeah. The L.A. If you can believe that. One of these big big time L.A. publications. <laughs> Probably heard Andy Kindler decided to check out what all the fuss was about. And then they're like, oh, yeah, this is what we're putting our stamp on this guy. Riot. It actually was a festival. That's what it is? A big festival? That's awesome. It was. I think it's done now, but it was a festival. And I I went out there to be one of the comics to watch. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's a great credit. I think I bombed three times. And then. Oh, those outdoor festivals. Was it outdoors? Uh, no, it was indoors. Oh. And then I did one show, and I really it was in a hotel lobby or something. Nobody did well. Okay. But I, I also didn't do well. Not a comedy crowd. Mm, I mean, I guess not. And some kind of talent agent came up to me after and gave me her card. Okay. And I said, did you just see what just <laughs> happened? And then she kind of shrugged and walked away. I think she... <laughs> She just wanted to get rid of a card. You're just plastering the room. <laughs> <laughs> just the, everybody who was on, you know, <laughs> maybe. Maybe she's going to hip hip pocket someone, right? I've been hip pocketed. You've been hip pocketed? And how did it yeah. work? How did it work out? Did you get a did you get booked on anything? No. But did you get put up for a couple things? 
Yeah, I got sent like emails that were like, here, you can submit to Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just but. send this huge, huge, complicated, very impressive packet that most people take decade to put together. Yeah, and then John Mulaney's sister gets hired. I mean, hey. Hey, maybe she was more talented than everyone else. Nepotism is a thing. You're telling me. Too bad you don't have any... Too bad there wasn't like a Tom Henry Sr. who just already like was on SCTV, maybe. Uh, yeah, well, few people know this, but I'm actually Galen Weston's son. Oh, you're making yeah. that bread money. Yeah, I'm massively rich. I'm just doing this for fun. You know, that actually happens more than you would think, listeners. <laughs> oh, that's about the whole thing, yeah. That's most of it. A lot of comedy <laughs> spaces, these struggling artists secretly not struggling <laughs> yeah or struggling in their own way until they decide not to struggle <laughs> there's usually a reason they can afford to go do nothing but open mics tons of open mics are like yeah if i don't do 10 in a week just uh doesn't feel right in the loft <laughs> the vibe yeah. is off in the loft <laughs> so i would like to take you way back to when you okay. first began comedy oh, wait should we is that what this podcast is a kind no, of the, retrospective no well the beginning part we do the wtf okay. like mark Marin. who are you gotcha. guys where are you from who are you guys where, I, my, are... my instant concern is that nobody cares right yeah but but i'll do it anyway yeah it's just sort of the format of the show <laughs> we just gotta okay. we just gotta check these boxes well i don't want to mess with the format but i want the listeners to know that i know you don't care and you're uncomfortable <laughs> and i'm uncomfortable but maybe you'll get something out of it but twist twist your arm you know <laughs> okay. here we go let me Just take you back in 1980 something back at the comedy store so um where are you from in this in this great land of ours i'm from toronto toronto proper born and bred yeah i'm from around uh, greek town sort of riverdale area for any toronto people yes we love the local refs yeah i want to give a shout out to any local institutions Asteria, best uh, Spanakopita in in the world, I've heard. Whoa, in the world! Boom, Michelin Tom Henry rating. Uh, sorry, did I say Asteria? I meant yeah. Athens. That's oh, Athens. Oh, so but Asteria I, is the best souvlaki. I think I have been to Asteria, but not the other one. There's also more than one Asteria. You want the Asteria over closer to Broadview. Oh, <laughs> I probably went to the wrong one. Yeah. There's one over by Pape, but that's not. There's also Astoria. Which isn't as good. Oh, maybe maybe I went to that also. Maybe it was that instead of the other one. It's hard to tell. You're all over Greek Town. All over Greek Town. So growing up in Greek Town, yeah, uh, barefoot through the streets, dodging shards of plates. Yeah, because they that's what they they smash the plates. And uh, so you grew up in Toronto proper, and then what what did you think you were going to be uh before you decided to be in uh, in comedy or was it like a lifetime thing i thought i was going to be um a filmmaker a direct, like a serious director okay. I, wa I wanted to be like paul thomas anderson so the arts still called your name yeah yeah my family's kind of already i think it was always going to happen oh that's good so you uh so it was the the nature and nurture combined yeah although there was a time in my uh early 20s where i thought i might be a professional poker player <laughs> right was it during the was that during the craze the, yeah it was pretty near the boom yeah the boom the early was that early 2000s ish 
Um, like late? Yeah, I don't know. Probably. It was. It yeah. was definitely after the movie Rounders came out. Yeah, it probably was early 2000s. Yeah. Kind of, World Poker Tour. World Poker Tour. All like the <laughs> channels devoted to just showing poker all the time, and they were playing it on like TSN, like it was. Yeah. <laughs> a sport to be watched all the time i mean yeah. it's it's a great thing to throw on like between 2 and 5 a.m or whatever Don't it was amazingly entertaining until it wasn't and now i can't even imagine watching it yeah exactly during when you're in it and it's exciting and you know what's going on edge of your seat yeah. this is big money action live obviously everything was live it's exciting and it's good and you're sort of learning right you're like oh right i would have yeah i would have done i would have made that i would have made the re-raise there <laughs> yeah uh, and you can sort of talk yourself up but now it's like yes yeah, so saturated nothing is exciting like even just like the world series of poker final table it's like eh. sounds kind of like what's happened to stand-up comedy uh-oh. Go off, son. What has happened to stand-up comedy? I guess we should address the elephant in the room, which is the global COVID-19 pandemic, which we are currently in and living through. And how has that affected your job and industry, Tom? Oh, well, I just meant more like before. When you said oversaturation. Right, yeah. So that happened... much like poker, you know, there was these the few boom. tournaments. They felt like big deals. Uh yeah, and, and then now a bunch of uh, a bunch of like whole tours have popped up. <laughs> yeah, now it's like everything is a big now, deal. So many or a small deal. Yeah. So stand up's kind of same. All these specials came out. They're not really special anymore. Right. So there's a saturation. It was the streaming, uh, the advent of streaming content requirements. Yeah, and then I guess everybody on the internet it wants to be funny or th- or is funny. Uh, yeah, I guess a lot more people who maybe were just like funny in their day to day life are now sort of been like, oh, I can just like post it. Oh, all of a sudden I have 50,000 TikTok followers. Yeah. And then like stand up culture became so, really came into the mainstream. I've, every show it seemed was about some kind of stand up and all the podcasts about doing it. And then I guess everybody just learned like, oh, I can just do that. It's actually yeah, not a big deal. I just secrets. show up to an open mic and <laughs> Marin has yeah, all exposed the all the secrets. He ruined uh, us. All it takes is yeah, like grinding it out for years at open mics, <laughs> refining your talent, yeah, finding yeah. your voice. If you just do that, you can. But make I it. do think like everybody who used to maybe want to be like a famous actor, for instance, right, realized like, oh, that's actually way harder. Like. I need to get headshots and then I need to try to get auditions and then I need to get hired in an audition. Yes. Why don't I just go do this thing where I can just go right on stage Mm -hmm. and pretend I'm already huge. Yeah. Just act confident. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe uh, some rep will be in the audience, give you their card after the show. Yeah. Even if it wasn't that hot, put you up for that uh, quest trade commercial. Get send you an email about an SNL package. <laughs> Is that how it works? So you get an email about you get an email that everybody else is getting. Right, it's, it's like a mass like, email. But it's supposedly it's like, oh, you can only get this because you have a Hollywood manager. Right. So does the but manager the manager gets the anybody. email I and they forward forwarded it. the email to you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's sort of focused to your niche. Like you'd be like guy right it wouldn't be it wouldn't be putting you up for something like against your type 
I think it was just there was a time when I was being kind of hip pocketed where I would just get sent these emails all the time. Here, the Daily Show is looking for a new correspondent. Wow, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, but it's like what I'm saying is it, it didn't say anything about me and the point that I had gotten to. Oh, right. All it said was that I was getting those emails. It was just these general emails. Daily Show, <laughs> Daily Show is looking. <laughs> they are looking, and you, you can send in a yeah. video if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but your name's not on any list. <laughs> That's why sometimes there's like people who brag about that stuff on Twitter. They're like, I, I just got to say, you know, I've been a fan of the Daily Show my whole life, and <laughs> today I, I sent in a video to be a Daily Show correspondent. It's like, yeah, that doesn't... Anybody can do that. Anybody could have. Yeah. But good that they worked up to that goal. The goal of, de- of knowing of about that Of applying, yeah. <laughs> of getting, the, <laughs> getting to the point where they know how to get that email <laughs> is one step on the ladder, right? It's all baby steps. So Anyway, I, don't, I hope I don't sound bitter. Do I sound bitter, Stephen? No, but I was hoping that you would give your real uh, honest opinion on the comedy industry because... Yeah, you're getting it. I know that you've been in it for a long time, and a, lo- a lot of your stuff that you... Your, your fun, like, snarky-style one-liners are from a place of knowledge, like, you know, because you've been doing it. You've seen the email. You know that everyone's getting the email and it's not a big deal. And so that you see that when someone posts the, the bragging about the getting the email, you're like, hmm, shouldn't be doing that. And that's the kind of stuff that we need to know about here on this podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm very anti-bragging in many, in every way. Right. Even and though it is why I said I changed my Twitter handle. It's, but is it bragging? I don't know. Like that's, uh, It's that, just, a, I guess, some. It's like your career. Yeah. It's but tough. this it, career does require a certain amount of bragging. Yeah, itself. it's kind of very tough to walk that line of <laughs> not bragging and promoting yourself. Because now everyone's promoting themselves. So even people who have nothing to promote, or like just promoting themselves, like just follow me, because it's me. But they're really good at promoting themselves. They, you know, they're getting, they're getting stuff done. But are they? Yeah, are they? Yeah, are they're they? getting does, followers. Is chasing that really worth your time when you could maybe be making something that's going to actually have some kind of impact. Yeah, that's what I don't want to know. I don't I so we've pivoted now, Tom. We're whoop, Oh yeah, pivoting. we didn't get to finish my life story. Yeah. So now you've you've decided to go to into comedy instead of being a serious art director. Did you make any serious movies before you pivoted? I made a couple of movies, yeah, as a teenager and, a, and an early 20s kind of guy. I yeah. still want to do it, you know, but I, yeah, the, yeah, I ended up doing this. Yeah, but you're still on the journey. Like, you're still in the business. You still have some, probably some connections. You're acting. You're, oh, yeah. You're writing, I'm sure. You're, you know, hobnobbing with producers and other like folk. <laughs> <laughs> you're absorbing it all as it comes in. Mm-hmm. And that's all it takes, right? So eventually, one day, you're going yeah. to get that debut. Well, yeah, so I guess I was doing that stuff, and then um, I started writing a blog that was just, like, funny little pieces. I guess I always wanted to be a writer, too. I, yes. I, I, but I always thought I'd be more serious, like, J.D. Salinger kind of thing. We are kind of a serious guy. <laughs> like, despite well, being a, a comedian who makes people laugh, and it's your job to be, like, funny, you're not, like, a silly funny <laughs> You're, no, uh, you're very 
uh, I guess people might describe you as deadpan. Is does that yes. what people say or something? Yes. Like, uh, yeah, deadpan or dr- some sort of dry, dry wit, dry comedian. Very dry. Uh, it, yeah, a lot of people in England and Britain. That's sort of more of a popular niche style over there. Um, have yeah, you, and you know, anytime I've had like British or Irish people in my audiences, they they love it. Yes. Yeah, I think it's I definitely their vibe. There. Oh, you would, you would. I mean, you'd I gotta, kill here, but you would really. They, it would be really. They would eat it up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So I would try to write serious stuff, and uh, it never really clicked. But then when I started trying to write funny stuff, I actually like understood it, and I could tell like, oh, that is funny to me. It it clicked in a way. So I was writing this blog of just like humor pieces i guess and then so were they sort of um little stories or like just straight up sort of one-liners like what you've come um, to do what were yeah they were more yeah maybe they're they're kind of like yeah more like one-liner kind of things i guess within a frame uh framework i mean just for the listeners some references people might throw out are jack handy type thing yeah right stuff like that maybe yeah like a jack handy or a um i'm sure and i would do it. like little fake celebrity interviews <laughs> that's fun stuff like that yeah that's fun so that kind of led into the stand-up because i got like a, some small following from that and it felt nice yeah for and, sure uh, and you've already had been honing your your comedy voice so then by the time you took the stage on that fateful night uh-huh. you already had you know sort of some some miles under your belt even though it wasn't sort of on stage it was the the joke writing so the, yeah the jokes were tight when you went the jokes were very, yeah. very tight and uh, i had jokes that i used from that blog yes oh in your in your first set yeah so yeah i was kind of ready to go yeah 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 yeah. and had you so before you did your first set um was it at the ossington it was it was the greg and sarah and steph and uh jeremy 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 yes, mercero uh great producer he's recorded a lot of great comedy albums at that very yes. venue Shout out. Yeah. Um, that was a great show, and I was there for that fateful night where Tom Henry really? took yeah, where Tom Henry took the stage for the first time, and after the show, we were talking to Greg, and he was like, yeah, that was his, <laughs> that was his first time, and we were like, what? So, instant fan from day one, like, literally, I guess, not a fan of the blog, but we were there that fateful night, Kyle and I, That's my cousin. That's crazy that you were there. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah, it's yeah, blew blew us away. We're like, we've never seen someone <laughs> kill it that much. And we've seen other people do their first set who ended up being really funny, but not sort of like that level. But that sort of explains it to me. That connects some of the dots that you had been writing for quite a while before you went up there yeah. with all that great it, stuff. But the then ground. the timing too, like your your delivery, your you had it all sort of together from the jump. So Shout out to Tom Henry for <laughs> reeling us in from the first joke. Uh, do you mm-hmm. remember what the first joke was? I do. And it was um, it was that I had a tiny hole in my pants, <laughs> and then I felt an itch on my leg, and I scratched the itch through the hole, and I thought, what a lucky hole. <laughs> <laughs> It still works, Tom. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Everybody, this is, yeah, this is what we're talking about. So, this yeah. is the kind of crap you'll hear from me. <laughs> this is the kind of crap. So that was, that's been building. I'm not sure what the date was, but it had to be around the 20, 2010, 2008, 2012. It was. That's the four year. It was April 1st. 
Oh, it was April Fool's Day. Yeah, that's what the only reason I remember that. That's and a it would have been. Yeah, I don't. I'm not good with years, but it was about twelve or thirteen years ago. Yes. So it must have been that 2008 around that I first uh, first mentioned. Yeah, that was great. Great, great time at, at going to comedy shows all around town, seeing Tom go up and his growth to now opening, mm-hmm. doing huge shows, um, getting TV massive, spots, massive. getting stadiums, signed to Yuck, like doing spots at Yuck Yucks. Being a professional uh, gamer. You're a professional gamer? Oh, yeah, being a professional gamer in the UK, just to in see what's going. Um, so then, so after you started getting going, what was your first big uh, like gig that you're like, okay, all right. I think it was the Kindler, the Kindler Alternative Show. It was the first, like, I wasn't even really on the map. I mean, in Toronto, I was, like, getting into the scene and stuff, but I didn't think I was on any sort of radar like that. Um, so that was, was that the JFL? Yeah, JFL 42. I think it was the first year of JFL 42. first JFL 42. So listeners, if you don't know, JFL is the very famous, world famous, just for last comedy festival in Montreal. Bonjour. And there was an offshoot created that year for Tom to showcase at the Andy Kindler Alt Show, which became a legendary show of that festival, the Toronto Arm I guess it's yeah. in the, it's in the Montreal one too, right? He does the, the show. Yeah, his show was already big in Montreal. Oh, okay, it like so it was a carryover. Everybody was dying to get on the alternative show yes. in Montreal. And then there was this Toronto one, which happened yeah. to be going at Comedy Bar, one of the great spaces. Yeah. So I think when they were doing it there, they were like, "Well, who's alternative in Toronto?" And I think uh, Gary Rideout, the owner of Comedy Bar, just gave basically like the Laugh Sabbath list of names yeah. to, to Andy, and Andy watches the videos and picks people. That's great. Yeah, so Laugh Sabbath, we've definitely mentioned them on the podcast before, great comedic institution yeah. of Toronto. All, all of our favorite comedians have come from there, and it's just some of the best uh, comedy, and they had the... Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you, these are household names coming from Laugh Sabbath, and yeah. uh, they have the le- their legendary show that ran forever in the, the little tiny fun space, the Cabaret. It actually started in other places, but yeah, it ended up there. Right, so was it at the Rivoli before? What was it? Where was yeah, it was it? at the Rivoli when I started doing it, and... Yeah, yeah I, I went to a few of the Rivoli's shows, but the main spot where I was like a regular was uh, was at the Comedy Bar. Cabaret yeah. space. Maybe we're doing too much Toronto. What are your listens like? Are they international? <laughs> yeah, they're international. Everyone, it's a great uh, mix. Some people from um, Finland. Okay, let's talk about some local Helsinki spots. What are some good Helsinki spots? You know, it's um, you know, like spa culture, like. Yeah, they they really sauna a lot. They love it. I don't know they why they love to sauna. They I, love to sauna and then jump into the freezing water. I don't know why that's not bigger here, Tom. We have similar climes. Yeah, well, they're a much tougher people. I think it would help make us tougher if we if like that was like we there people do the polar bear dip, but not yeah. It's not like a everybody let's go do polar bear dip. It's like some crazy people do polar bear dip, and other people go like, whoa, look at those crazies. The There's something bear. about the Finns. They're very hard people, from what I gather. One of my favorite film directors is actually a Finnish a guy named Aki Karismaki. Really? 
Yeah. What's so your, there's that. What's, the uh, what's a film that we would check out off of his list? He has so many good ones. My favorite one maybe is called Ariel. And then there's a bunch. There's a whole bunch. Cool. What's it about? La, what's the La vie de Bohème. Um, there's many. Google it. <laughs> yeah, Google it. And I'm sure our listener... Uh, They're all great. There's, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, it's okay. Just giving a shout out to our Finland listener. Oh, there's only one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm wasting all this time on Finland. I keep uh, directing us down these dead ends. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, it's me. I'm a bit Well, you're, you don't want to, you don't want to uh, stay on one topic too long. I don't want to bore people with my comedy right 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 your comedy origins well we're almost probably caught up to modern day so alt show first gets you the heat then but a bing but a boom you make it through you record your first album tom henry kills recorded live at the osington also was there for that obviously or one of the nights obviously for coming yeah uh it was great i i was not feeling good but i braved uh illness to go and i think i uh told you and you're like uh well, why did you, why did you come close to me or whatever? <laughs> and uh, I felt really bad about it. But then <laughs> the, the album turned out great. Hit the top of the comedy charts. Oh, yeah. Number one. Number one with a bullet. Top of the comedy charts. Which, by the way, if I can debunk this thing, too. Okay. This is a, you hacked it? I'm destroying all of comedy here. Um, there's so few comedy albums in Canada that... Almost anybody. If you get 10 purchases on iTunes, you will be number one. Ooh, I knew, I, th- I sort of assumed that the number was low, but I didn't know how low, Tom. I mean, I, I'm making up 10 arbitrarily. I don't know what my actual purchases I'm sure the numbers were, were good. I mean, they, I they bought one. Uh, no, I mean, mostly people are streaming it, which is all what I wanted. I wasn't trying to make money right. on iTunes. Yeah, but luckily but, you have a little ad at the end of each joke. So I'm oh, sure yeah, you're getting... Yeah. I'm getting mine. You're getting late residuals from that because even every stream was like 0.1 of a penny or something. It's worth it. So yeah, everyone can go check out that album, Tom Henry Kills, link in the show notes. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, And then so after the album, you got enough steam. You probably got almost 60-something jokes at that point ready (laughs) to start getting it going. And then so how'd you find out about getting uh, JFL? Was that your first JFL where you recorded your special? No, I hadn't okay. done it. You did before. Already, yeah. What was your first time at JFL like? Was it new faces? Was it a, a different thing? No, I, I didn't get to do new faces. It was just um, like a, some random TV taping for the show called All Access. Ooh, it was a gala. It was a... Uh, I don't think those count as galas, actually. Oh, it was a TV taping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's I think the good. galas are in like the big theater that they sh- and they show them on CBC or whatever. Yeah, I mean, those ones get syndicated or whatever. Look, nobody's watching TV. No, no, no. Nowadays, it's all about those serious XM plays. Do we want to get into that whole debacle? No, don't tell anyone about that. <laughs> that that's was the one thing I'm not going to do. That about. was insane. Uh, uh, happened in the comedy community. Whenever that happened, a uh, little bit of yeah. a blip. Luckily. <laughs> That's all in the past now. It's all sorted well, out. Well, uh, I think, unfortunately, it's not in the past. But. Oh, really? Howie Mandel didn't live stream a fix? <laughs> I mean, not to get too inside baseball, but I think they're still going to try to slowly take it over. They're going to they're gonna say, they'll be like, okay, hold on, we're not doing it. 
yet. <laughs> we're gonna figure out a way to. They're just taking secretly a secretly do it. Right? Yeah, we're gonna do it bit by bit, gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. Yeah. Take the take the revenues away. I don't know. We didn't explain what we're talking about, but listeners right. can DM you. Yeah, just just if you want to know what we're talking about, make sure to at reply FOTS pod on Twitter. Or message me. Message at I'll Tom Henry on Twitter and Google Howie Mandel <laughs> in his own home live stream or whatever. Um, yeah. That was fun. Um, so then from there, 66 jokes. Yeah. Recorded. Available on Crave in Canada. Go stream it yeah. right now. It's right on the menu. You can scroll through in your face right up there. That's really fun. It's not still, is it? I don't know. Well, last time I checked, I mean, that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, really? It's like a main it's not thing. Not mine, but I don't. Maybe everyone's menus are different. Oh. Maybe you just <laughs> you just you just hit it or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a great special. Go check it out. It's a great special. It is the culmination of all your years of comedy. So then, after that, all those sixty-six jokes. Did you, did you scrap them, or did you only scrap like? 44 kept 22 going forward to keep you rolling for the next 66 well after pretty soon after that all of stand-up <laughs> so you you got a little <laughs> extension <laughs> i haven't really had to think about it much but the shows that i did do between then and it shutting down were all new jokes oh that's great so you had you had it in the in the barrel ready to go you were ready to let those 66 live on but, on crave i kind of just had i know i kind of had to scramble for new ones okay so did that um help you did that like pressure generate yeah, i guess so. did you I generate mean, I... more or so like what was your process did you like write a hundred and then you know like five work after you say a hundred like the three times you know like these are the ten that work i usually like no i usually like painfully labor out ten okay and then maybe three work. Right. So they're already tight. So you're already at the 10 of 100. You thought of 100, but you didn't write them down. But you wrote down 10. And then of those 10, you look at them hard. No, I didn't think of 100. I don't know where you're getting 100 at all. <laughs> Sorry. You think of 10 straight up. 10 amazing jokes. And then you whittle them down to three ones that you can try. Uh, no, I try, I try all 10. Okay. Okay. Got it. And maybe three work if I'm lucky. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a, if we're talking baseball. Hey, that's a, that's an all-star. That's a great, that's a great player. Great Depending player. on how your defense is. But I guess, what would that be? Your, your, uh, ad-libs, your off-the-cuffs? Crowd work is the defense. Crowd yeah. work is the that defense. Destroying a heckler. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to do that? Um, you kind of have to do it when you do, like, club shows. Right, like you in, have to. In, yeah, because it's such a different crowd. When I started doing Yuck Yucks, I didn't do that much crowd work, and I quickly had to learn how to do it because you have you'll to. do you'll do some show in Pickering, another local reference. <laughs> yeah, and um, you tell like your first joke, and everybody hates it, and you're like, "Well, this is that was the best joke," <laughs> yeah. and the rest are the same but worse. Yeah. So instead so, of that, let's talk about this lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. I w would often do 20 minutes of not telling another joke. 
Yeah, so you get that vibe that you have to switch gears, er, do a one eighty away from the material towards because you're um, obviously very smart, quick on your feet. You're very good at that. Uh, but I haven't seen too much of it because usually your material uh, it does great. I haven't seen you in Pickering. I gotta get you. I gotta get out to the. Gotta come to Pickering. Gotta get out to the the Bringer shows and see you see you sweat it out uh, for the 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 angry crowd. Yeah. So that's when you need to turn gears and develop that, sharpen that. So that at Yuck Yucks is where you honed your heckler defense ability. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That sounds pretty good. And now you think it's pretty good. You've been able to handle most shows. No problem. Oh, now I destroy them. <laughs> you destroy hecklers? Yeah, you don't post about it. Like, you don't post. That'd, that'd be bragging, right? But not a bragger don't see many tom henry destroys hecklers but believe me the hecklers are still destroyed they're in a ditch somewhere it's <laughs> parts of them yeah exactly all right. all right very good um so we've been twitter mutual followers for like a long time and that's great like ever since i've been an early a tom henry adopter big fan and it was very cool that you followed me back even though you're not much of a twitter guy i mean well you're a big a big deal on twitter right? i'm a i have been using the app heavily <laughs> i've been heavily invested in twitter and all my twitter joke telling pals uh yeah and i appreciate so your your that you haven't unfollowed even after your pivot <laughs> are you so you're a part of like um what is it comedy twitter is that a thing well, I do the. I post jokes. I try to post jokes on Twitter yeah. multiple times a day, and I have gravitated to others who are similarly inclined. So we're posting our jokes out there, sending our jokes around to the gang. Being like, oh, so you have good. a little Twitter gang. Yeah, this is, yeah, Twitter gang. So a lot of them have been on the podcast, and it's great. That's a great okay. way to get people on the podcast, and a reason why I started it, so I could like, you know, meet them over audio and speak to these people. I'll be like, okay. That's what you're yeah. like. Yes, that makes all sense now. So and when, how many people would you say are in this gang? Oh, geez, I don't know. It, it expands and contracts. You know, some people get canceled and drop off. Oh. Some people appear new and are just really great and amazing. And they get adopted into the community. Like all of the same friends are like, yep, this person's good. They're in. Uh, and okay. they get yeah added pretty quickly. But basically it's like, yeah having friends on twitter <laughs> who you know right. you follow each other see each other's jokes and if it's a good one maybe th toss them that retweet okay i'm curious i just don't know this world very well yeah it's, i mean it's i've like been on twitter for a long time but i always wondered i guess there's something called a twitter comedian i guess yeah yeah that would you consider yourself a Twitter comedian? I don't know, not really. And I kind of cringe at it, but I guess that is what it is. You know, I post jokes. I saw something recently like Nick Thune was mad that somebody told it or tweeted a joke that he had done on Conan. Did you see this? Oh, no, no. Uh, never mind. But yeah, Nick Thune, he is good for, uh, he's up for that uh, IP, which I do appreciate. You know, you got to protect your intellectual property. But also right. some stuff is pretty uh, zeitgeist or like low-hanging fruit or like you can yeah, see how like, like parallel thought. Like there is that, you know, but it's sort of like some kind of basic idea that would be parallel thought. Yeah. To me, like you have to go like, OK, what how would you think of this idea? OK, is it A to B or is it like A to C even? I can see how you could get there. 
But yeah. if it's something super weird where it's like very specific and then it's someone else has it and it's very specifically the same, those ones are like, oh, well, okay, I can see how you would have taken this joke, adjusted it to be like that and it's sort of more like stealing. But it's a huge spectrum and the internet <laughs> doesn't care a lot of the time who, yeah. who did it. They just care that it's funny and they're looking at it right now. Right. I guess it probably doesn't, like, it happens where people will screenshot your tweet or just, like, sometimes just, like, copy and paste it <laughs> into, like, notes and then post that on Instagram or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, there's that whole thing, too. Like, yeah. it's nuts. Or, or, like, just a screenshot of it on Reddit, and I'll be like, oh, that's, that's my tweet on Reddit, and it has, like, hundreds of thousands of, like, upvotes and all these comments and stuff I just never knew that it was just going around r slash white people Twitter or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, oh, so... That's also happening. It's the Wild West, baby. It's the Wild West, but uh, we're trying to figure it out. You're only on Twitter, or what else uh, What else are you out there on? I'm on Instagram and um, Facebook, I guess. You have a Facebook fan page that we can direct people to? No, I don't. So it's just you'd have to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really go to Facebook anymore, actually. That is very good, Tom. Don't go to Facebook. No. The listeners, don't go to Facebook either. I have a Facebook page, but don't go to it. It's kind of for older people now, I think. It's definitely for that. So I keep it my around mom for is my like mom. Huge on Facebook, like I looked at her friend count <laughs> recently, and it was like eight thousand people or something. You got to love that for her, right? They're keeping busy. They're maintaining a very rich online social life. Sure. That's the same thing. Like if she had a podcast, she could probably get a lot of people on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, you had a online talk show. That's what you did during the. That was your online streaming thing and it was on twitch right you're on twitch it was on twitch yeah so twi- another thing I know nothing <laughs> well about. i guess you're the second biggest tom henry uh on twitch on twitch because the esports yeah. guy obviously is the other yeah. one um so how did that work because i was thinking about doing some of these on twitch like it would be so people could watch it on twitch live if you wanted and then the podcast will come out whenever later but you could you could do either yeah well we chose Twitch because we we wanted it to look cool. Mm-hmm. So everybody was doing like Instagram live, yeah, or like Zoom, like just using basic things. Yes, and we wanted to find a way to just make it a bit more like unique. So right, not too this, many people were doing on Twitch. Yeah, that that's true too. But there was this like program you could get. I can't remember what it's called. My girlfriend actually was like more into this stuff than me, but um, you could like you know when I had guests on, they showed up like in a circle. It just like looked yeah, cool. it did look good. Um, and that and is you a- could just do different stuff. We could like we could like put in video segments that we had taped that week. Yeah, you could you share know, your like screen. more like sort of classic TV talk show. Yeah, that is good. So you had your um, your planned live segments. You had pre-taped segments that you could throw yeah. throw to, and you could just like share the screen, and everyone could see it, and then talk about it after. Uh, and the chat, you have a chat, right? Like Twitch has a chat going, so you could theoretically, I don't know, have people ask questions or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, which I was doing a little bit of. It's kind of hard. Uh, I see these streamers with their like four monitors, and then they got the laptop and the little their phone in front of them, with the chat and the streaming box. And it seems like yeah, what, some it can be as complicated or as simple as you want it. I guess so. <laughs> I think like the internet is the first thing where I feel old. Yeah. Um, 
because, you know, I grew up just with cable TV. And when every show, like at some point started involving the audience and like, you can tweet in and we'll have, we'll answer this. <laughs> I was like, don't do that. I don't care about, I don't want it to be interactive. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't want this to be about what Donna wants. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to be just about what you wanted to make in the first place. Yeah, and Donna's just asking some question you guys would have written anyway and asked. Yeah, just so But you're just doing it to pander to everybody. But Donna is going to tell three friends about it, though, and tweet about it. Donna's going to be pretty excited. <laughs> and, and isn't that part of it, though, right? Like, <laughs> imagine if, uh, you know, your favorite show quote tweeted you or you saw your tweet on Ellen canceled <laughs> at the time of this recording um that would be it would be it's fun so i understand why it came up i guess it was sort of like started with the survivor era reality television slippery slope right well not to get too into this because i feel like it's all i talk about but i've been rewatching <laughs> all of survivor really and from uh, from season one from season one Shout i started in first lockdown i'm now on season 31 oh my god i'm obsessed with it that is wild. By the way, if you watch it or if anybody watches it, don't spoil the last nine seasons for me because I haven't seen them. <laughs> and I'm serious about that. I'm very spoiler averse. Oh, that's great. Um, but you can see, like, I we like just got to the seasons where they, they start taking tweets yep. at, at, like, the finales and stuff. Because mm -hmm. that's so I have sort of noticed. I'm like, how much is it like the audience can vote people off now? Like, I haven't checked in, but... I don't oh, know. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm sure they'll fucking do that. It's crazy how Probst is still going. He is ageless, truly. Probst is a god in my eyes. <laughs> and I good. say that with no hint of irony. No, he is, the, he is the one part that kept me watching after, uh, you know, when the big drop-off happened. I was a part of the later drop-off, but... You know, he's. I still, I still uh, am okay with Probst. The other guy, the the other creator of Survivor, Mark Jacobs, is it? Mark Burnett. Mark Burnett. Yeah, he's bad though. Right? He basically got Trump he was in, president. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, so you know, things are good. You get Probst. Things are bad. You get Burnett making enough money to put Trump in a place where he's president. Well, you got major points with me if you made Survivor. Major I'll forgive points. the. I'll forgive. Trump. <laughs> You'll forgive Trump for thirty. How many seasons now? Forty. Forty seasons. Forty. Wow, that is a it's lot. A wonderful show. That is a lot of immunity idols. Oh yeah. Well, very good. Uh, and then um, I wanted to mention that you were on another fun internet show by a pal of ours. Uh, Scott Rogowski. Oh, yeah. You were on ISO late night. I watched your clip. You wore a Ryan Leaf jersey, which is fun because he's like a... <laughs> Scott is like a jersey and vintage clothing connoisseur. And well, the, the, that's Scott's jersey. He had it sent to me to avoid shipping costs. He's, he's playing the game. Yeah. So he's... he assumed I would be in New York at some point. Little did he know. Global pandemic. There would be a global pandemic. He didn't know. So now it's basically my jersey, which is uh, one yeah. upside of this whole thing. I mean, yeah, it looked like a Dee's jersey. Definitely vintage. Yeah, actually, I, I don't wear football jerseys. But you are a New York Giants fan? No, no, no. That yeah. shirt I have? Yeah. You are very 
observant. I think we talked about it. That it sticks out in my mind because I really? am a Giants fan, so I like keyed in on that. I was like, oh, oh, "That's a okay. cool vintage. I really like the." Did I tell shirt. you why I actually bought that shirt? No, I think that might have explained <laughs> or might have cleared up uh, that you're not a Giants fan. So I have a blue Giants T-shirt for everyone listening, and I bought it because when I was a kid, my favorite movie was Tom Hanks' Big. And in big, Tom Hanks wears this blue Giants hoodie. And it's the same. It's this, it looks like the t-shirt version of the hoodie. Nice. So that's why I bought it. But you still need to get that hoodie. Yeah, maybe someday. Yeah, maybe someday. that's a bucket list uh, clothing item. Yeah, true. So, yeah, so you were on that. And then acting. You do it. You do it, right? I'm uh, I'm not going to mark <laughs> I'm not going to mark Marin your IMDb, but I do have it open. Oh boy. And <laughs> I love how you're credited as self on Tom Henry 66 jokes. You get double credit. Writer, yeah. one credit. Self, one credit. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. pretty sweet. It's great to just be yourself and get a credit for it. That is great. And you're known for this, specifically. <laughs> you're known for Tom Henry, 66 Jokes, 2020. Oh, that's the known for? Yeah. It's a mini bio. That's in your mini bio. Okay. It's good to know this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not going to go pro to see your agent, publicist, legal, and company contact details. IMDB, I guess, just does that yeah. for you. Yeah, I guess they, yeah, they summarize it for you. And do you ever, like... Wikipedia is another story. I feel like you ever see people who clearly wrote their own Wikipedia? Um, no, but yeah, that'd be interesting. It's like some nobody, like yeah, you got to be pretty middling person. Yeah, but then they have a Wikipedia and it has way too much detail. <laughs> Lots of very meticulous uh, linked yeah. references at the bottom. Yeah, hmm. like in two thousand four, Henry uh, ate a sandwich and he really liked it, and so on and so forth great stuff so acting but what else yeah i'm trying to get to you were in uh, something that the listeners might know umbrella academy i was you were in it i'm in it that's exciting um i saw a bunch Two of episodes i saw a bunch of instagram <laughs> pictures of you on umbrella academy scroll through my feed whenever it came out uh back when everyone was very excited for you filmed in gorgeous hamilton ontario current location at i am in right now why do you say it was filmed in Hamilton? Because it was a lot of uh, very... Oh, some of it, eh? Yeah, I guess you... Okay. Maybe, Mine was not in Hamilton. Were you, were you like flown to the U.S. or something? That was pretty cool. No, were no, Were you no, just no. in Toronto? It was, just in a no, studio? it was in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of it was filmed in Hamilton, okay. like iconic Hamilton spots, Gage Park. Hamilton's a big uh, film-centric spot. But I guess a lot of um, of the key buildings, like the Umbrella Academy itself is like a main hamilton oh. building uh so yeah if you ever come to hamilton you could be like ah that's from the show well i don't think i will be coming to hamilton <laughs> that is very smart um no hamilton's a great town hamilton is okay uh but uh, yeah you, we should not be going anywhere currently if you ever want to get stabbed with a beer bottle <laughs> did that happen to town. you do you see someone did that happen to <laughs> no, i it just seems like that kind of place it definitely Certain, you know, a, no. a guy in a a guy in a tie cats jersey. <laughs> yeah, tie cats. No, not a jersey. Just like a, a, a grubby sweatshirt. 
t- t- yeah, right. grubby Ticats yeah. sweatshirt. Not a jersey. No. Not a jersey. Um, or if you're really cool in Hamilton, you have like one of those bomber jackets. Yes. With Ticat. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people do. Yeah, that's... yeah I, I did that. I did a scene with Mary J. Blige. Ooh. And it was very nerve wracking. Right. Um, but she was nice. She was nice. You nailed it. And she you was guys... very small. Okay. Much smaller than you'd expect. And she was very cold. Like when you shook her hand or? No, she was feeling very cold. Oh, she was just chilly. They were trying to warm her up. Right. Yeah. Can we get her a Tie Cats bomber jacket? Yeah. Can we but get it? But it was kind of like being the nobody part on a TV show is terrifying because you have to get it right. Um, yeah, you're the nobody. Or else you're wasting famous people's time right and their time is very valuable and they can get it as wrong as they want right we'll go again for mary J. they can take all the time (laughs) they want but if you screw up you're really not doing your job is someone going to talk to you (laughs) is someone is a pa going to come over i've heard of people being fired from parts like that for not nailing it wow like they have a someone ready to go on standby and you don't know how that would work yeah i guess they'd have to find somebody else Mm mm-hmm well, we can get Mary J's coverage and we'll just, <laughs> we'll work around it. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Like in those situations. Um, I was just... And the other guy in that scene had just been in, uh, ah, who cares? What was it? I mean... <laughs> He's in that, um, what's that show about all the serial killers that David Fincher made? Oh, um, Head Chate, um... Mind Mind Hunter. Hunter, Mind yes. Hunter? Yeah, nailed it, Tom. Great job. He, he had just had a star turn in that show as, um... Some kind of psychopath. Oh, he was one of the psychos? Yeah, those guys are... Yeah, and he was he was kind of like the one performance in that show that everybody was talking about. So that was another intimidating aspect. So that guy was really like act, actor reacting, just come off a real acty act. He was a real actor. A real and actor. I and you're just a guy a, who ended up with an agent. You're a day player, but you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere soon. I'll be playing the psycho and everybody will talk to me. <laughs> that would be great. I would love to see the Tom Henry psycho. I think I could do it. Mindhunter. I, hey, you got to just find out. You got to get your um, uh, agent to send you that guy's sides from Mindhunter. You send in your version. You get hired on the next Mindhunter. But or they digitally replace me in the show. It wouldn't. It wouldn't cause that much. With, I have the money. With this technology now, Tom, you can put your face on the rock. Have you seen this on Instagram? You just, you put your face, you take a circle, and then you put it, and bada boom, you're in Harry Potter. Wow, sounds amazing. Sounds hilarious. <laughs> it's definitely uh, something that my wife's cousin's husband has posted <laughs> on Instagram. While well, you give all your facial recognition info away to the Uh-oh. authorities. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff that, you're always thinking of that maybe the regular people aren't. Yeah, well, I'm all about liberty. Uh, what about life and the pursuit of happiness? Yeah, overrated. <laughs> oh, our American listeners are steam coming out of their ears. <laughs> Ooh. All right, uh, we're winding it down. We've just crossed the hour mark, Tom, so thank you very much for being on the podcast. A few more bullet points I would like you to talk mm-hmm. about. Anxiety. You talked about it on Chris Locke's podcast. Wow. It's a real deep research. 
It was, uh, I listened to it a long time ago, but it really resonated with me uh, Mm -hmm. about how you were, you know, speaking about how you felt anxious sometimes and like it was a struggle and it's hard. So if anyone wants to check that out, go listen to Chris Locke's podcast. It's called Happy Good World Now, but... um, We're just going to breeze through the most important... Not breezing uh, through it. I was just like plugging it up top so people can pause right now, go listen to it, then come back. 10 minutes on Umbrella Academy. (laughs) 10 seconds on life-changing anxiety. anxiety panic disorder. Okay. I see what kind of podcast you're running. So right us. after Bell, let's talk day too. <laughs> my Definitely. Yeah, you Bell's donating one cent for every time we say Bell, let's talk on this podcast. Bell, let's not talk. Anyway. Oof, Bell. So anxiety, it sucks. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's but, bad and it's, but you have uh, you have fun jokes about it. Do you have? Um, is that sort of a, a one of the ways that you've been dealing with it? Oh, I guess so. I mean, I don't think that deals with it, but it's... no, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it doesn't at all. I guess maybe you know, it helps to bring bring it to the forefront. You got to stay on top of it. You gotta you gotta make good choices. So it's a daily it's a daily thing. <laughs> Drink a lot of water. Yes. Get enough sleep. People always say that, get enough sleep. I don't really get enough sleep. You don't. But it does help. So if you wake up refreshed, it's good. But there's no way to really control that. You got to stay away from, yeah, like getting your mind shaky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one likes a shaky mind. Yeah, I don't. I can't drink caffeine. Oh. Um, I always just, in my mind, I just assume that you're like a coffee guy. Well, because I'm bouncing off the wall all the time? No, I don't know. Just like it seems like I could just picture you, you know, walking down Queen Street. Uh, you know, you got your toque, your mitts. You just pop in, you grab a coffee, but I guess it's a tea. You're grabbing another hot beverage. I'm not even that big on hot beverages, to be honest. Wow. Tom, this this is the story of my life up until 30-something. I was anti-hot beverage all the way up until I started drinking coffee in my 30s. Oh, like, you only got into coffee late. Yeah, I got, got into coffee late. Now I drink a French press <laughs> every day. Here's my question about coffee because, I mean, is it really helping you through the day? Actually, yes. I didn't even realize yeah. how much it was until I started drinking that French press. Uh, it was during the global pandemic this summer, and I would just <laughs> have so much energy for the whole entire day, and uh, I didn't realize it until i didn't have it <laughs> and i was yeah. like oh that's what was keeping me from you know crashing at one o'clock or whatever just loaded always, with caffeine for hours and hours yeah i always wonder because i'm generally very tired and i always think i wish i could be one of these coffee people and just not be tired that's the thing i i thought that it just made you less tired it would just the caffeine just bumps up your energy levels but what it does is it dampens your tired receptors so you just don't feel the tired but your your wow. body is still tired like your body is still the same level of tired it's just that your brain is like do, 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 caffeine. sounds like a magical sort of nightmare how did they figure it out what is it like you pick the bean you then roast it then you grind it then you put it in water well at some point they're probably just chewing on these beans i guess yeah it's a, like a, probably a step an iterative process if you want to get into the whole history of the world, then 
<laughs> this is not the podcast for it, Tom. I know. But I do like coffee, and I'm glad to clear up that you do not. But it is bad for anxiety. Did you, like, figure that out at a certain time? You're like, oh, if I just don't have coffee, it's a little bit um, Yeah, it gives me heart palpitations, freaks me out. Yeah. Look, and anxiety's bad. It seems like everybody's getting it these days. Does um, it seem like that? Is it is it that everyone's getting it, or is that it's more widely discussed and known and people are sort of maybe diagnosing themselves more as opposed to where before they might have just been like, ah, yeah, I just got the jitters. Well, yeah, I think that was happening before. I think now because of the pandemic, probably it's pretty rampant because people have nothing to do. Right. It's except dwell on <laughs> a lot of distance. The, the ills of being in a global society. Yeah. Um, but if you have anxiety and you're having trouble with it, send me a message. Is, um, do you speak to someone? Uh, do you have, um, someone you talk to? Yeah, I have a therapist. It helps a lot. And what's your frequency? I was, I was thinking about it, um, looking into it, uh, and I am interested in the process. Um, I am doing it once a week. At okay. the moment, cool. on video. Yeah, it's a video thing. Um, it, did you ever do live live ones? Yeah, like before. Yeah, it's better. Be- it's live. Better as live, right? You've done it's both. Nice. It's nice to sob in front of somebody. Right, because it, it's different on the screen. <laughs> it's different. It's like recording a podcast. It's not, yeah, not quite the same. Yeah, I've only but... done I've only done one like live face to face one in my home, and all the other ones have been over the. Uh, Skype machine and that one is completely different you can totally tell <laughs> that it's different yeah but it's still it's still good I think it's I think no matter what just getting ideas out of your head by saying them is very valuable yes and just saying them to like yourself doesn't do it <laughs> no like you have to no. get it it's like writing it down it has to get out has to yeah get out. because with yourself you'll just get some kind of feedback loop it'll just go yeah. and go it has to go into someone else's ears, and they have to acknowledge that they have heard and understand you. I think so, yeah. That's very important. So I hope any listeners who have some anxiety brought on by the new fun global pandemic uh, get to talk to someone soon. And me too, because me, <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, we all need it. I think everybody should do it. I think it should be a human right. Do you think the government should cover it? I agree. Right. Very good. Um, ba, ba, ba. <laughs> what's next for Tom Henry? Is that the next bullet? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I'm. I'm sure we won't get to what's next for Tom Henry. <laughs> I'm guaranteed that we won't get to what's next for Tom Henry. But me, I have a little note under here. I would love to see uh, a Tom Henry long bit. I believe it can be done. I'm not trying to Oof. make. I'm not trying to tell Dylan to go electric here, but I would like to see what that would look like. Because I've seen you in casual conversation, and you're just naturally funny. Uh, you know, I imagine that you have some very fun stories, or even like you know, just like comedian style went to the store anecdotes. But how you tell it would be very funny because of your hilarious comedic perspective. Well, thank you, thank you. Don't count on it. Okay, I'm just putting it out there in the universe. I'm it's... not comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with the short ones. Yes. And sometimes I tell stories in my own life and I get bored while I'm telling them. Right. 
but I think it would be it would be sort of the thing where you you think about it, you you know ruminate which story or stories could work for it, then you meter out the beats so that it's just a bunch of Tom Henry jokes strung together about each part of the story. Listen, yeah, Tom, be, I, I'm just saying be, that be. would be it'd be fun to see. I like to see when comedians go out of their comfort zone, and I just wanted to mention that I would love. To see I have that. thought before about doing like a themed set. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, you know, all one-liners about one topic. So yeah. that might get closer to sort of what Yeah, yeah. That was definitely, that's an, an iterative step towards uh, a Tom Henry long form <laughs> bit, which yeah. which I, I I think it can be done, and I would, in, I'm truly interested to see what it would actually look like. It'd be great. Trying to turn me into Mike Berbiglia. I think everyone should be Mike Berbiglia. All right, what else you got? Except for the sleepwalking part. Yeah. My final bullet is Victor Borgia. Oh yeah. Cuz you were I guess you had talked about him on a maybe an interview or something. Did. I was super into Victor Borgia uh like as a little kid my grandpa had like VHS of him and I was like, "Well, this is what com- this is what entertainment is." <laughs> like when uh, I grow up, I can't wait to go see <laughs> someone perform like this in a gigantic theater with all my other super dressed up old for people friends and just lose it. Yeah. It's just so, so great. Good. So, it's on YouTube. I think people can maybe go check out some Victor Borga. What's your favorite? I mean, you just like the whole thing, right? It's the same thing you maybe grew up with them, just like Um, I think I came to him maybe a bit later, like maybe in teenage years oh so you already had maybe but, had a so it's just like youtube yeah youtube yeah and uh yeah it's just i love like a showman like that i love like yeah somebody who has their routine um it just feels yeah it feels like show business in a way yeah sort of like rickles too just like it's he's ready to go he's a performer he's entertaining he's, he's on. a performer yeah, yeah he's yeah. a performer he's like a classic showbiz performer yeah, and he has his stuff, you know, that's what kind of what I aspire to sometimes. Like I have these jokes, they're locked and loaded, and I'm gonna do like a professional show. Yes. Instead of like I've also done sets where I go up and I'm more like wish washy and it doesn't feel as good to me. Yeah, like a loosey goose, you're like, I'm just gonna go up there and see what happens, feel it yeah. out. And then you're like, Oh no, I should have gone up with my tight, rigid, tight set. <laughs> yeah. And done it and like I always do. Some people are so good at the loosey goosey, but I've always loved those guys who are like just locked and loaded. And Tom, you're as locked and loaded as they get. I want to thank you so much for being on my podcast. As I turn on my podcast, those voices like wrap it on up. So make sure everyone go check out Tom wherever you can. Follow him on Twitch. Follow him on Twitter at Tom Henry, and you follow at the Great Gatsby too. He still got it. Yeah, even though it's a you took the profile picture down, you could put up whatever profile picture you wanted on there. You never know. Maybe I'll start live tweeting the book. You would have the all right to right because it's a it's public domain. Oh yeah, a lot of crazy stuff comes out every year on public domain now because of how much more art has been produced in the last whatever 60 mm-hmm. however whatever it runs out 60 80 years it's uh it's pretty cool and now people that there's like websites you can see what stuff is coming up to be public domain and you can get your parodies or whatever ready Ooh, yeah 
definitely good resources. Definitely check it out. And there's also a great resource where it's like all um, public domain art is available, like the Mets common resources. So you can like download famous paintings and like scribble on them or whatever you want. Just a few great resources that I found recently. For it the sounds listeners. like a blast. So if you're on the internet looking for something to do, go check out tomdhenry.blogspot.com and the blog. Check out I the don't blog. Do the blog anymore. You don't do it, but yeah. I mean, I last updated Sunday, January eighth, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. All right. Haikus. Yeah. He swims. I hang on. <laughs> My savior in this great flood. Ponytailed man. There you go. <laughs> More great stuff like that from Tom Henry. Surely to come. Check out his album, Tom Henry Kills. Check out his special 66 jokes. Check out all of his clips on the internet. And check him out when he comes to your town. One of the best. One of my favorites. So happy that he was able to come on the podcast. Tom, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Stephen. All right. And now, if there's nothing else, I will play the podcast theme as we say our goodbyes. This is the podcast theme, and thanks again, Tom, and uh, hopefully I'll see you after the global pandemic. Yeah. And uh, everyone check him out at Tom Henry on Twitter, and that's the end of the podcast, so thanks. Bye. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Tom. He is so great. I deeply recommend checking out his album, Tom Henry Kills, and his special 66 jokes, and seeing him when he comes to your town after the pandemic. And if you're a new listener, wow, thank you. Drop me a comment. If you like, you can check out all the past episodes. Just visit www.stevenwskinner.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Poddam. Remember, leave a rating and review, but only if it's nice. Check out all the links in my bio, including the brand new Patreon with bonus friends of the show. Woo! Follow at FOTS Pod on Twitter to find out all about the newest episodes. And follow me at Skinner Steven on Twitter. Thanks to Ruby Coast for the music. Thanks to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen W. Skinner. Have a great one. <laughs>